One Sunday, I was feeling particularly low, and I decided to go to church. Not today, Satan. I threw on a knee-length black dress and went to In His Presence Church in Woodland Hills. This DJ I fucked recommended that I go there sometime. You need Jesus, ma'am. It was a nice service. I mostly love listening to gospel music. On my way out, the actor Miguel Nunez came up to me and said, don't you think that dress is a little too tight for church? I laughed and asked, are you serious? He said, yeah, clearly you're trying to get a man. I said, I have several men. I certainly don't need another. Real ass bitch, give a fuck about a nigga. He said, well, I'm about to drop some weed off to my boy Eddie Murphy if you want to roll with me to his house. I laughed. (laughs) Eddie Murphy's house? He said, yeah, I'm serious. Do you want to roll? I said, yeah, but I have to get my dog Koopa. My brother was locked up, so I had custody of his dog. Miguel said, get your dog and bring him to my house. I have a big backyard and they could play with my dog. I had nothing else to do that Sunday morning, so I went to grab Koopa and my bikini, as he suggested. And I drove over to Miguel's large compound south of the boulevard in Tarzana. I lived in a small apartment with roaches on Satakoy and Canoga. This is the ghetto. And when Koopa got to that big open yard at Miguel's, he went crazy and ran up a hill and then tumbled down. (laughs) It was so funny. Koopa was the best dog in the world. Miguel said, you didn't tell me you were bringing that big pit bull. He's going to eat my dogs. We got into Miguel's car and headed over to Eddie Murphy's house. I really didn't believe that's where we were going, but I was just happy to hang out with Miguel because he was hilarious. We pulled up to Beverly Park and stopped at the security station. He said, I'm here for Eddie Murphy. It was at that moment that I knew we were going to Eddie Murphy's house. When you pull into Beverly Park gated community, it is an absolute dream. Every home and every yard is incredible and immaculate. I almost shed a tear because my life was so fucked up. Just pulling into the wealthiest community in L.A. was overwhelming. It was like God gave me an immediate response to my prayers at church. How else did I end up leaving that roach-infested apartment I lived in that morning and ending up in Beverly Park among the richest and most famous people in entertainment? I took it as a sign that I was not going to live in poverty for much longer. I didn't think I was going to end up in Beverly Park, but I knew that just being taken there was a sign that things were going to change for me. When we walked up to Eddie Murphy's mansion door, he answered and looked me straight in the eyes and said, Who's this? I said, hi, I'm Alicia. I just met Miguel at church. He laughed and said, a woman of the Lord. (laughs) I said, only by day. And he laughed. (laughs) Eddie Murphy laughed. (laughs) We went inside and I cannot tell you enough how immaculate his house was. No pets. You could eat off the floor. And I did when I took a bite of my gourmet sandwich that the culinary assistant brought me. And I dropped a piece and then picked it up and just ate it. Eddie Murphy asked, are you a refugee from the church? (laughs) We all laughed and I said, no, it was the best sandwich I'd ever bitten into. And I was starving after church. They brought out all types of food the entire time I was there. And I ate so much I would catch him watching me. He said, I don't know where you put all that food, but I'm assuming you don't get many meals. Hey, girl, you hungry? He was really clowning me. I said, I didn't get a chance to eat before church, so this is the first meal I've had. He said, okay, well, this is your third meal. (laughs) I died. 
He said I could go lay out by the pool and I put on my bikini, which Miguel told me to bring when I went to get my dog. When I came out, Eddie Murphy said, wow, you ate all that food and your stomach is still so flat. I smiled and I walked a block or two over to the Olympic sized gorgeous pool with a hot chick laying out with a magazine and a drink. She was so hot, I didn't want to disturb her. So I walked to the other side of the pool, which sucked for the servers that had to walk so far to check on each of us. I started thinking, I wonder if Eddie will let me live in this backyard. I did not want to go to Canoga Park at all. <laughs> Eddie Murphy smokes joints, but does not share them. It's my shit. I can do whatever I want to do. He doesn't want anyone's lips on his joint way before COVID. And I think that's awesome. He provided us our own joints. After I was at the pool for a while, he came out and took me and the girl to his at-home studio where he has a Grammy. And when he left the room to take a call, I picked up the Grammy and started giving a fake speech. I'd like to thank my haters. Look at me now. (laughs) He walked in while I was still holding it. I was so embarrassed, but he was cool as he took it out of my hands. Not angry at all. (laughs) I've held a Grammy, people. It doesn't matter the context. Oh, you crazy. Eddie started playing instruments and singing songs. I guess because in my favorite movie of all time, Coming to America, he was a prince. I really saw him as regal. He seemed to float rather than walk. And as he played the acoustic guitar, I was in total awe of him. I said, it's like you were a rock star in a past life. He stopped the music and he said, I was a rock star in this life. Do you not see the awards? (laughs) And I looked up and saw a picture of him and Michael Jackson. And I'm like, oh, yes, of course you were. (laughs) He played us some of his music that he'd been working on. And the hot girl sang the hook. It was beautiful. He looked at me and asked, can you sing? I said no, but sang the hook and changed the words, don't go break in my heart, to don't go break in my back. And Eddie laughed (laughs) and said to me for the second time, you're funny. (laughs) Eddie Murphy thought I was funny. Then in front of everyone, he asked, so what do you do for a living? My heart stopped. I didn't know what to say. Because there was that singer chick and the engineer and Miguel, and they were all looking at me. I said, um, I have no talents. And everyone laughed. I literally made the entire room crack up. And so I repeated, I have no talents and few skills. (laughs) And they all kept laughing. It was a wonderful Sunday. Miguel and I had to get the dogs because it was getting dark outside. So I thanked Eddie and told him it was literally the best day of my life and that I appreciated his hospitality. Miguel and I got back to Koopa and he was knocked out. He popped up for us, but I could see he ran around that backyard the entire day. I miss that perfect dog. Miguel had my number and said he would be in touch. And that week, called me and said, let's go back over to Eddie's. And I went. This time, when I got the opportunity, I told Eddie, I wouldn't mind coming over without Miguel if you ever want my company. And I gave him my number, which I had written down on a tiny piece of paper. He told me, put my number in your phone. And I did. And that's how we ended up hanging out alone. I didn't tell Miguel, and I'm not sure if Eddie did either, but I'm sure he did because I didn't talk to Miguel again after that. (laughs) But this wasn't the last time I met a richer man and ditched the guy who introduced us. I arrived to Eddie Murphy's with a fresh mani-pedi, hair done, fully waxed, smelling like vanilla beans. He complimented me a lot. He loved my hands and he loved my body too. I'm not trying to brag, but whenever I drop my clothes in front of a guy, they react positively. Anyways, when I came over alone, it was dinner time. 
His family was home. I met his actual kids, mostly because they were coming and going, but they were really friendly. His daughter's a Libra like me, and we went on and on about our traits. A commercial for Hollywood exes came on the TV, and I asked, are you guys going to watch this to make sure your ex, Nikki Murphy, doesn't talk about you? He said, not at all. I'm friends with the producer. That won't happen. (laughs) I felt like I was a part of the family as we ate and watched a bit of TV. They all left, including the staff, and Eddie and I were alone. He showed me his bowling alley, nightclub, and special pathways to his studio and bedroom. When we went into his bedroom, I was taken aback. The walls are suede. Everything is so clean, spotless, nudes, whites. His TV came up from out of the bed. Before I got too comfortable, he said, we need to go to the store. I said, it's midnight. He said, it's okay, let's go. And we got into his Rolls Royce and went to the Ralphs on Coldwater Canyon and Ventura Boulevard. We took Maholan down. When we parked, I said, do you want me to run in? He said, no, I'll go in. I couldn't believe Eddie Murphy went into Ralph's to get condoms. I had one on me, but I decided not to mention it since we already were there. I stayed in the car and didn't touch shit. That's how you get invited back. Don't do anything stupid. I also never used my phone at his house at all without him ever even asking. He got back into the car with the condoms and I was excited because he totally went on an adventure to fuck me. Another reason he did this was because I was with him at the time that Mel B was coming after him about that baby he didn't want. So he was being extra careful because he got trapped with that baby that was subsequently born on his birthday. Karma's a bitch. So we got back to the house and went to his room and I took off my clothes and he was like, wow, baby. He called me baby a lot. He said I looked so young. I was flat chested back then and actually hoped he would buy me some tits, but he didn't. He said, you don't mess with perfection. We had sex and his dick was very thick and it has a curve. It was a gonzo cock. I enjoyed it. And so did he because he kept inviting me back. And again, I'm not trying to brag, but I've had guys check to see if the condom is still on. It would feel so wet. It's the good pussy thin condom combo. He invited me over regularly and I would eat amazing food. We would have sex and I would leave sometimes taking delicious snacks to go. He and I watched Sly in the Family Stone documentary, which he told me was his favorite band back in the day. We spent quality time together. He let me invite my friends Nikita and Maya over. There was never a time that I wasn't starstruck. I didn't act like a fool, but I was always really excited. I got too comfortable and I asked for tickets to a show that was a tribute to him. And I was persistent because I really wanted to go. But he was going to be there with the tall blonde model that he's with today. So he stopped calling me. When it ended, I was sad I would never eat that incredible food again and luxuriate in the mansion. But being with him so much refreshed my confidence and made me feel like things were going to get better for me. I really saw meeting him after church when I was feeling low as a sign from God, a sign that my fortune was about to change. And it did. (laughs) 